There we go. Think I remember how to do this? It's been a while. <laughs> Again. Again. I blame the schools. Welcome to Don't Feed After Midnight. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. Today we're going to talk about the haunting of Hill House. Starring Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. It's all about his nose. <laughs> all about his nose. He'll find the ghosts and kill them. There's like Ghostbusters and then there's Ghost Killers. And that man just straight up killed them. <laughs> They're like, ooh. He's like, shank, shank, shank. Murder. Ah, ah. Murder. The ghost is just like, no, no, no. Ghost bleeds out all over him. <laughs> That's not even physically possible. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but the, the Netflix series, Haunting a Hell House. Yes. We enjoyed it immensely. It was really good. The, really. The theme really song good. by Weezer, that pork and bean song, it was an odd choice, but we It was. It. <laughs> <laughs> a horrible, horrible lead in the music. I don't like Weezer. Burn. I skip the intro every time. You love Weezer. I hate Weezer so much. The sweater song's your favorite They're song. They're so boring. You love the sweater song. It's all about your life. <laughs> it touches on all points of your life. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah. It'd be horrible if any Weezer song touched on any point of your life. Oh, yeah. It's like saying the Bare Naked Ladies million dollar song. No. It's all about you. Like, no. no, never. But, I mean, basically, it comes right down to it. This is going to be full of spoilers, by the way. Okay, if, you haven't seen, if you haven't seen this yet, you have no business listening to this podcast. Yeah, turn it off. You should feel shame. <laughs> feel shame. <laughs> um, basically, the house is creepy. It's just creepy as crap. Right. Like, from the moment you see it in the first episode, it's like, oh, well... This whole show mm -hmm. is about to be creepy as shit. Mike and I do this thing while we drive, because we drive across ten states. We go all over the place. Mm -hmm. And we'll look at a house. We'll be like driving in the country, and he'll just point at a house and go, that house there, that's all full of dead people. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yep. A bunch of murder bodies in the oh, basement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And you, so you drive. Lake Erie, we do a, a hospital in Lake Erie mm -hmm. um, up there, and there's areas where you've got like three or four farms over the course of like a one-mile stretch. And they're just all vacant. Yeah. Houses are there, fields are there, barns are there, empty. They're just destroyed, old, abandoned. No one really around. And it it's yeah, terrifying. It's, it's weird. Yeah, I would never be caught there alone. No, 
No. Like, I lose my phone out there, I might as well just no. kill myself. I see somebody over those houses, like, help me. I'm like, yeah, God yeah. helps those who help themselves. <laughs> just run away. See you later. Hey, good luck with that. Here's a, here's a big rock. Take this big rock and hit whatever's scaring you, because I'm not going to be here. I'm right, I'm gone. I'm at that rest stop down the road. Just throw yourself. <laughs> throw yourself and pick yourself up. Pick yourself up and throw yourself. That's what will make you fun. No, it's a... Uh, yeah, it, like it brings up a lot of uh, memories looking at how creepy that house is. Oh God, yeah. Um, and I think that's one thing that makes the show so relatable is like everybody has that thing that like scares them. Oh yeah. And this show hits on a lot of things that are common fears of people. But Partic- that's like particularly like you know as adults. I mean, yeah. No kids watching this show. Uh-uh. If you're if you let your kid watch this show. You you gonna get protective services Go called on you. Yeah. Yeah. You, should, you should take yourself. You should take yourself. Call up child protective services and say, "I let my children watch Haunting a Hill House." You should just find a bridge, jump off. <laughs> yeah, right. You damage you damage those you children. You damage a big time. The kittens alone are creepy as crap. But the dead kittens like, oh you know, my god, unnecessary. So creepy. Oh, this is bad. Lulu Wilson, the actress that played that little girl, I don't know how she did that, because you know that was an, that, there's some practical effects going on there. She was holding something in her hand. Yeah. That, and see, that's the thing. Like, you got to think about the kids that are shooting all these scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, do they get mentally tormented by this? <laughs> I like, don't know. This is like the second film for a lot of them. Like, I, I mean, they know it's fake. Lulu, her... She did what, Ouija? Yeah, and when she played, and there was like the older version of her was the the girl also in Ouija. the girl who plays the old the woman who plays the older version of her in this. So yeah. it's kind of cool, and then yeah. it's just there's a bunch of them that are like that because it's the same director. Um, the guy that runs the show is like the same person that did yes. Ouija. And you got like poor little Violet McGraw, it was a little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she plays little Nell, and she's just like hilarious. I love Nell. So oh my much. god, the character is so messed up. The actress is hilarious. I mean, this, you, you can tell they must have had a good time on the film. Oh, yeah. But still, it's like... It had to have been a blast. Those kids are funny. Those kids are going to be, the rest of their lives, are going to be reminded of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh. That's a good thing to be a part of, honestly. Oh, yeah. That's going to be good resume shit down the road. It's legendary. But, yeah, I mean... We'd be careful talking too loud because it's echoing. But, ah. Oh, yeah, true. That's all right. Hear my voice triple. It's okay. <laughs> It's a little echoey here because we're in a, the hotel room we're actually in this time has extremely high vaulted ceilings. Yeah, it's like a 13-foot-high a ceiling. Kind of fancy. We're in uh, Bay City, Michigan. Yeah. And uh, this hotel overlooks the river. It's pretty fancy. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Mike's here stuffing, stuffing his face with a chocolate chip cookie that they give you. Because Not bad. I forget things. We just go <laughs> to the desk and say, hey, how about some of them free cookies? Hand them over. They're like, I'm like, I'm a diamond member. You give. You give me you give all me. your cookies. I have 600,000 points. You know, I got 600,000 points. I show up in my points. backpack. Put the fucking cookies in the bag. <laughs> put the fucking cookies in the bag. You put them in the bag now. You've been watching, you've been playing Red Dead Redemption. Too much. Yeah, I'm that. just like, ah. We're going to review that too. Yeah, that's next episode. Mike just finished the game. Mm-hmm. He, he spent the entire game, literally the entire game, <laughs> Just raping everybody. <laughs> the Wild West has never seen such ass destruction as the day I set foot on it. 
Oh wow, is it late at night? <laughs> oh shit. He's supposed yeah. to hunt down, you know, the wild animals. Special animals. You just see me in the back. <laughs> you know, you look just like a lady I once knew. Mmm. Yeah. I love that horse. Hey! <laughs> you zoom in on the binoculars like, oh, Mike, what are you doing? What Arthur, are you doing? Arthur, put this. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god, no. Arthur, put the squirrel down. Nah. Never. He likes oh it. God. He likes it. Yeah, that's that's definitely next episode. Oh, yeah. oh, oh man. Mike and those mountain goats. Poor, poor Arthur. <laughs> poor Arthur. All right. But uh, yeah, we'll so we'll, we'll review that. I'm probably going to cut that whole bit out. That's okay. Screaming about Arthur raping a squirrel. It's not. It's not going to go good. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anybody that's listening is if they're regular listeners, oh, they're, they're probably used to. It. Oh, they're okay. completely used to. It, I guarantee. You. It's okay. That's going to happen. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, Hill House. They're Hill House. Uh, see, it's it kicks off with a lot of back and forth. Yeah, the Ford. Yeah, you don't know what the timeline is. You don't know if they're even the same people yet. It's like, you know, one second you got five kids and they're all like, you know, walking. Or was it four kids? Yeah, four kids. I think it was five. What we got? No, you got Steve, Steve Luke. Luke twin. Oh yeah, it is five, I guess, because it's the, the two, two the two older sisters. Yeah. Um. I always forget their names, but I know the one is like kind of cute. I only know the one. I I know Lulu Wilson because the the name Lulu she's hilarious. Uh huh. Um, um, but yeah, you got all the five kids, and you got um, the parents, the mom, the dad. Uh, and it kicks off with like crazy shit. Like the mom is nuts. I'm not nuts going into this. This is the thing: as you watch this series, you realize that, like going into it, the mother was not the most stable of individuals. No. She's like, I was the kind. But that's the best is like, it unravels as you go. Like, it's just, oh, yeah. it's like a massive yarn ball of a show. Yeah. And like every episode, you're just rolling it one step further. And it's it's beautifully done. But um, yeah, like you kick off with the mom being nuts and the son watches it and he's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, right. And then they, like, jump forward, and there's, like, adults now, and it's like they have no exposition of, like, who these adults are, and then you finally hear a name, and you're like, oh, okay, so that's the kid. Yeah. All right, well, so that's the kid version of this guy, that's the kid version of this guy, and you start figuring it out. And, like, that's kind of the first episode. It's really, like, just, you know, getting to know the characters. And then by, like, the second or third episode, you realize Steve's a dick. <laughs> but his dead sister appears to him. She's like, ah, he's in like denial. Yeah, like, but she, I mean, if if you see your dead sister in your in your apartment going, ah, and she disappears, he just kind of hit the floor and was like, huh, huh, okay, I'm gonna go play, I'm gonna play some Red Dead Redemption. I don't think she's real. My sister isn't real. That's so stupid. It was and, just and, bad. and now, can you just never do that again? Yeah, right. Stop it. No, you dead. But cut it out. I mean, my whole thing is like, as, as a parent, like, if your kids are that scared of shit, if they're telling you, I see dead people, you take those kids out of that house, or at right. the very least... You gotta go. At the very least, you let them sleep in the same, you know, mm-hmm. come sleep with me for a night or two. Well, like, you almost gotta wonder, like, you know, even for story's sake, like, what like what would happen if they did leave? Because they're by the time they're all grown up, that shit's still following half of them. Yeah, but you know, it's only like, following because the mother died. There. Like Luke, follow, Luke was followed by uh, Mister Hill, like and then, his whole life. Well, that's because he 
took Mr. Hill's hat. Well, yeah. You know, he, he's the tall man. The tall man is, is William... Uh, Nell really didn't have a reason to be haunted, though, after a certain point. It no, was, it was herself. Yeah, that's what's kind of weird about it. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of it had to do with the amount of time they spent in that house. And their mother's, their mother's death there triggered a lot of shit. Right. Their mother reached out to mm-hmm. them from where they were. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of... It's, it's, it's crazy because you don't get a lot of explanation. You don't really need it, though. No, it's true. Because it's, really it's, well it's all ghost, you know, and... I mean, it, it, it's, also, it's also another one of those stories where, like, because nobody talked about what was going on, shit just kept going on. Right. You know, like, let's just ignore they it. They just threw it all under under the rug. I mean, they, literally, if if the parents hadn't been complete asshats, too, you know, Elliot, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry I can't help you, kids. I'm, I'm the kid from E.T. Elliot. You know, right. every time the kids had a problem, he was looking to go, Elliot. <laughs> you know. <laughs> No, he didn't do that. <laughs> There's he, just a lot of moments where the dad could have stepped up. Oh, yeah. Either one of the parents. And he was just like, nah. The mom was just crazy. The mom was absolutely nuts. Was, I love her, though. What's her name? Uh, Car- Carla Gugino. Oh, yeah. She's cool. I love her. Um, she's been good in every movie I've seen her in. She was she was in the museum movie, Knights of the Museum, with Ben Stiller. What? She really? Yeah, she was in the first one. She played Amelia Earhart? No. No, that was Amy Adams, though. Oh, that was Amy Adams? Yeah. That was, that was pretty early in her career, I think. But yeah, you Carla, Carla Gugino is like, she's fine for an older lady. Oh, stop it. She is. I mean, you get those weird caretakers that won't let their kids spend the night. Or will, will they keep their kid locked up in the house. Like uh-huh. They don't stay at night in the house. Because they're smart. You know? Yeah. And they're, 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 like, nice about shit. But Mr. The guy who plays uh, the dad is just, like, treats the guy like... A slave, basically. Mm-hmm. He's like, you get out there and do that. Right. Well, can I offer my opinion? It is not your place. Right. Oh. I like the dogs. I like the fact that there was those dogs barking every mm-hmm. day and they, there was never any dogs on the property. Right. So it was just like the house barking at them, apparently. Right. Like, oh. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, it's all assumed that it's always under the Hill family uh-huh. that these things start coming back to haunt at the house. Yeah. So, like, then it becomes an assumption that the Hills had dogs. Then it becomes an assumption, you know, the Hills had a mom that was old and decrepit. And then you see her. And that was actually that was actually William's sister. So it would have been Poppy's mm-hmm. sister-in-law. She was just elderly because yeah. she was old when she died. She right. wasn't like Poppy. Well, Poppy was old when she died, too. Well, yeah, the old lady in the in the bed. Yeah, that was, that was terrifying. Yeah, like, little you see things, her in like, the... Uh, on the reflection on the gramophone or uh-huh. how you call the communication thing. Yeah. She's like, hey. That was creepy. Um, and then you like, they get that weird point, like after the dad, like sees his wife get blown away by the window. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh she, yeah, the glass. And then, yeah, and then everything's fine. He's just like, oh, okay. Like, what the fuck? Right, it's, it's really nuts. It's like he thinks half of it is in his head when it's really not. Well, even if it was in your head, you see a neck cramp going on in the house. Like, look, I've had waking dreams. When, when I was really stressed out, I had a mm-hmm. shitty job. I used to wake up at night and be like, like, there's a hole in the ceiling, people are looking through, ah! And then like, right. I'd wake up all the way and be like, oh, okay. But it's usually after I woke up my wife, you know, like, Kelly, there's people in the ceiling can see us. And she'd be like, oh my God, shut up, you know? <laughs> Jerk, wake up, you know. You're like, hey. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, I'm six foot three, 260 pounds. Like, she's not going to be like, slap. Right, know? right. Wake up, I'm going to be like, no, you're a demon. <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> no, you're the haunter. You're the haunter. You're the one. You're the haunter. <laughs> no. Um, 
little things like I like that. That's relatable though. Oh, it's no totally. Like the only thing that's not relatable is how stupid the dad is about stuff. Like, I mean, I love right. like I like the film a lot. I like the guy's an actor. I think it's great. But like the basement fan incident. Like he's relying on his ten-year-old son or whatever. Oh yeah, no, that a, was a bit much. Just turn off a damn. But fan. he did though. That's the thing. It wasn't even the kid's fault. Oh no, well, yeah, but still, you're relying you, as a parent. You never rely. I don't on understand that. though how I he would, could like. I would never rely on my daughter to turn off a freaking fan. No. And reach my fan into the fan without reaching my hand into the fan without looking. Just like, right. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, sure, I'm sure she did. And not only that, this is after shit has already happened. That's creepy in the house. I ain't trust this shit. I got my eyes on that damn plug at all oh, times. Yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. Forget that. I got like if if I don't got my eyes on that plug, I got my son holding it right next to me. Like, yeah. hey, dad. Look, it's here. It's right. Look, I got it. <laughs> that was where they found the the walled up crazy. Like William Hill, the guy the, buried himself. The tall man who walks around uh-huh. the cane. He committed infidelity, and he was so upset about that. But he went He was insane. Anyway, he and Poppy, his wife, met in the insane asylum. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they got out. They got married, but like he was so obsessed and freaked out about his infidelity that he actually walled himself up in that basement yeah, to get, he to get away. Yeah, it in. Like, yeah, he was trying to get away from the things that were bothering him. All the guilt. Then he bricks himself in, and he realizes it's, it's in there with him. My guess is that the he, the house was being was probably haunting him to begin with. Anyway, like he was seeing shit too. Well, that would give explanation to the very tail end of the show, because like. Throughout all of the story of the Crane family, you see the Hill family oh, yeah. the whole time. But beyond that, like once you get to the tail end and the fam- and the Cranes leave the house, you see like you see the, the Hills, ghosts. but then you see like twenty more yeah, that yeah. weren't there before. Yeah. And it's like, you know, were those the ones that were haunting before? And it opens it up to have another show, almost. It's like, how many people fucking died in this house? Oh right. my god. Like, this yeah. house is just a murderer. Some poor guy's working on a clock dead. Now he becomes a dead clock maker ghost. That was, the that was cool. Yeah, yeah, like Steve kept insisting that he'd never seen a ghost in the last couple of, plus, second to last episode, he sees his dad's like, his dad's like, hey, book. you remember the, uh, the guy fixing the clock you wrote about? Yeah, I didn't hire anybody to fix the clock. Yeah, he never existed. Like, he was a ghost. <laughs> so he's like, oh, oh. but, no reason. But Dad, we were doing things. We were moving things. Right, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, but the clock was not the kind that you need to repair yeah, every five was, months. Like, like there was only like a couple of people in the world that could have fixed that clock, and he would have had to have it sent out. It would have cost so much money. Right. So he never had it worked on. You know. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, there's hidden. There's also hidden ghosts everywhere. Speaking of those twenty ghosts. Yeah, in the very see. first episode, oh it was God. like within 20 minutes, Look, I already spotted one. I'm like... There's people, there's guys standing in corners, corners underneath the stairs. Like, shadows. Oh, yeah, there's, you see a, like a hand, a hand and a face uh-huh. looking out from under the piano. Terrifying. But, and it was, it was kind of fun, too, because you go back and rewatch it. And you can look for the ghost. And it, and it almost takes you back to like when you were a kid... And you're looking around your room at night with the lights out, and you see the the shadowy figure in the corner. I see that shit all the time, anyway, man. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's just a. It's just Billy D. Williams, like just hanging out, like Billy D. What are you doing? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Cold forty-five. No. Like, no, Billy. Not today. Really? Oh. I quit that shit. Cold forty-five. No, Billy. <laughs> no, but it really does call on them things like. You know, oh, you see yeah. you see that lamp from across the room, and it's like 
You know, you think it's a person sitting on the table looking at you all menacing oh, yeah. like... And like, as a kid, you're terrified. Of right. Something. And you don't even want to, like, move because you're like, oh, it's going to see me. And, even though it's already looking at you in your as, head. And as an adult, I just get violent. Right. Because <laughs> I grew up in Detroit. I'm like, oh, I have to kill it. Flick the, flick the light on. <laughs> just come at it yeah. with a bat. Yeah. <laughs> you break the light. The, the, the ever ready bat that I carry on me at all times. Because I'm from Detroit. Because, because you're Negan. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do have a bad habit of carrying knives everywhere. It's really probably not a good thing to do. We don't travel in the areas that are that bad anymore. Usually. The inner Detroit kid's like, you keep that blade on you. It's like once every eight months we'll go to a place where it's like, all right, just stick maybe. You stick, you, you stick that chair in stitches. It's a zombie at night. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's was kind of creepy. I mean, the, the, the broken neck lady reveal was epic. I loved it. I it, didn't see that coming at all. It's scared. See, that's the thing. Like, that's what I related to most in the show was the broken neck lady because, like, I've actually had night terrors and even, like, lucid dreams almost. Of, uh, <laughs> you, we were driving in the truck and you fell asleep. You woke I, up. I punched. You looked at me. You were like... I'm like, what are you looking I woke for? up punching. You were so. You I were remember like, swinging my left fist. You're like, I had a bad. And then I look over at you. I'm like, oh. and I was just looking at you, like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, yeah, I didn't have a good dream. <laughs> I had a dream about Ryan. I wanted to smash him. I did. But like, <laughs> my that, little brother's an asshole. But that's the shit that happens. It's like you know, I have these dreams, and then my body just takes over. Sometimes it's like. You know, I want to do something to stop that shit. That's pretty funny. But that's what I used to have when I was younger. Like, lucid dreams of a girl in an all-black dress, black hair, floating over me while I'm in bed. And I'm looking straight up at her, and I can't move for shit. I, my arms are anchored, my legs are anchored, and my head is anchored. I'm just stuck, and I can't, I can't do anything but look at her. And, uh, like, it just, it hit on a... On, a, on such a relatable level when the little girl seen it when she was laying on yeah. the couch or in her bed either way it was like man that that I, that is like shot for shot that is what I felt like when she looks up and the girl's like nah, 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 and I was nah, like nah, holy nah. Like, shit what is she doing with her mouth she's trying to scream nah, 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 nah. right it's like are you chewing on something right are you a cow she had, she had t- tobacco oh, she yeah. chewing tobacco <laughs> just <laughs> disgusting but horrifying yeah like that's what hit most for me but then when you go through the show and it's like you know Nell dies there's not really an explanation for it yet you see the whole uh, the whole process of getting her ready for a funeral yeah that's creepy and then the haunting that happens in that moment a messed up sister and then the mom pops up in the other uh, bed on the silver table oh yeah and talks to the other sister and is like you know that's you up. couldn't do anything for this or whatever, like it's, it was pretty messed up. But and the knocking, the knocking happens. But that point, that point is just Nell trying to get their attention, right? You know. But they don't realize any of this until the tail end of it, like when oh, shit yeah. starts going down, and it's like, you know, Nell gets like Nell suicides, but it's really just you know. She but she was, didn't she was, to kill herself. Right. She was just in there, and then the house manipulated her into dying. And right. Like, and Poppy killed her though. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't mom that killed her. That Poppy convinced mom though. Yeah. It was weird. It was like mom, Poppy want like was crazy and wanted mom to just start killing because Poppy was a murderer in her time. That's true. So it was like you know all them talks she would have like, hey, your kids are in a dream and yeah. it's never gonna end. It's a nightmare unless you end it. Yeah, you gotta wake them up. Yeah, yeah, and the only way to do that is to kill them. Look at that poor little blonde girl. Oh my god! I thought she was fake. 
I thought she was a ghost, a oh, blonde girl. Yeah. And then she fucking gives her po- rat poison in her tea, yeah. and she fucking just starts foaming and shit, and like and then that they was come disturbing. To find her body and then they're like, no, nah. they should do like yeah, the body. parents show up, and it's like, nah, what man. the fuck? That's some messed up stuff, man. But this is another question I have. So like, if they're ghosts, mm-hmm. they're not. They can't build new memories. Because there's no neuro, there's no neurological way for that to happen, right? It's a little girl that stays a little girl. She doesn't gain new memory per se. They don't gain age. They don't gain maturity. Maturity. But the timeline is where they're allowed to do that. It's, it's weird. weird. It's like because like, the mom flows in and out of time constantly. Oh yeah, but you're not. Cause the thing is, you're not building new memory engrams in your brain because you don't have a brain anymore. But you're you're existing. So how does the ghost brain work? You're, Are you building they're everywhere? It's like. But are you building memories? Because you, you don't physically have a brain anymore for the electrical impulse. Right. You don't physically have a brain for the neurons to form new memory clusters. Uh-huh. You can't form new memories. That's how memory works. Right. You see something and it prints on your brain. You create a new path. Mm-hmm. If you're not able to create a new path in your brain because you don't have a your brain anymore, how are you retaining knowledge? Right. See, I think it's more like, you know... I mean, once once they're dead, it's kind of like... I figured, like, they knew what they knew up to that point, but they can't form new memories. Right. Well, I mean, I can't even... I can't think of many memories, though, that retained after that... Or, well, were created after. Like, the mom... The mo- she the carried not- conversations with the dad, but that was more, like, situational. Yeah. Like, if the, if the kids were being assholes to each other, she would talk to the dad, like, wow, this again. I remember this all the time. They would be like this to each other, and yeah. especially to you. And he'd be like, shut up. Yeah, yeah, right. like, Get out of my head. Oh, my God. Like, it was so sad. You, like, throughout the movie, like he's talking the, the show he's talking to her, and you think, oh, it's her, it's her spirit with him. It's just him being crazy. Because at the end, he's like, you were with me the whole time. She's like, no, that was just you. Right. <laughs> like, like, oh. Right. It's, a, it's so sad. And that man's like, oh. Right. But it was, I mean, but the thing is, like, what's really weird is he could see all of the spirits. Mm-hmm. And all the kids had, like, a... Like, I'm calling it superpowers. Because, like, that's what ultimately what it is. Like, everybody in the family had their own superpower. They just didn't realize it. Like... And they were all kind of touched a little bit. They all had right. A little bit of the shining, but not quite. Like, Nell had this thing where, like, she could... Like, she could see a bit, but the... the um, forget her name, but the one that always had gloves on. She was just rogue for memories. Like, oh, she yeah. put her hands on something, and she knew exactly what happened there. Or, like, she touched your hand, and she knew, like, what you saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, they all had their little things like that, where they were, they excelled in something because of some supernatural given ability, which was odd. Like, there wasn't much of an explanation for that at all. Oh, you're talking about Theo, yeah. Theo, yeah. Because yeah. she had that whole, uh... The, the touching ability. That's yeah, why she wore gloves all the time. Lulu played young Shirley, who was one of those disconnected. Yeah. Like, very cold. Mm-hmm. With all the autopsies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lulu. This is funny. I, I follow people on Instagram and stuff. I just, I just, I'm like, if I see a cool movie, I'm like, I'm following this whole cast. Right, all everybody. They were all great. And, like, you know, you see these, these kids are hilarious. Even, like, the, the actors and actresses, you know. Um, the, even the small bit ones are always kind of fun. You know, to watch the right. caretakers and stuff. And these kids are hilarious, the stuff that they do. Like, the one little girl, Violet McGraw, okay. Violet's in New York, and her mom on her Instagram posts this thing. It's like, oh, look. 
And there's Violet standing in front of like one of the major department stores. I don't know the name of which one it is. Uh-huh. But in the window of the department store is a freaking bent neck mannequin. Oh my god. And it's like in a full ballroom gown advertising. It's like That's crazy. It's, 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 it's just, you see this picture of this bent neck mannequin like, Next to and the then a little girl, a little, little girl, a little violet standing in front of it, and like wearing like jeans and a t-shirt, like laughing, going, like making the bent neck, you know. That's terrifying. Like, oh my god, you know, they're, they're hilarious. See them, like, how could you be a kid that's like starring in something like that, and then ever be afraid of anything? You're exposed to the things that kids are supposed to be afraid of, and you're just like, eh, whatever. It's all funny to me because it's all fake. Exactly. Well, that's true. I mean. If you're raised around stuff like that, or you act and stuff like that, it just doesn't should, bother you. It just doesn't bother point. you, you know. Or you want to just having to mature a little bit faster than normal. Yeah, I'm not afraid of ghosts because I've mm-hmm. seen about a billion of them on TV. Right. But yeah. Same thing with Blair Witch. Like the Blair Witch. I don't know. Blair Witch. Those kids knew what they were doing. They deserve to die. That it was real. It was all real. <laughs> Ah oh, man, I heard stories of people that were in the theater for oh, that. Yeah. Oh no! When yeah. the when the power went out at the theater, uh, middle of a terrifying scene. Oh my god! They freaked. We out. saw that movie, and then I was like, we were like, oh, it was cool. We we like this is be- this is pre internet, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Okay. This is before the internet. Well, before the internet as we know it. And then everybody's like, oh, it was great. Whatever. Oh, yeah. it has to be real. And then like Entertainment Tonight at the premiere, you see the cast, and you're like. Man, you're dead. What the... Right. They cut out your tongue. I I watched that. (laughs) What happened to the witch? You know, it was so funny. People, it's just... Well, back then, like, you just didn't... You couldn't separate it. Oh, it wasn't widely known. Right. I mean, unless you read a magazine, but even the magazines weren't privy to it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't realize it was fake until the premiere, and those, those four actors... Walked out of their cars and walked down the red carpet. Right, they were like, like, "Whoa, they live, they live." <laughs> you know, that's so funny. It is pretty funny. So yeah, the Honey Hill House, I liked it. It's it's, it's rewatchable too. Like oh, completely. You know, it's a long series. <clears throat> yeah, what was it like? Twelve episodes or ten? something? I think it was ten. ten? No, it was. That's long. still a decent series. Oh, yeah. and they were all like hour long episodes almost. And it was very very well done. Those those kid actors are like really really amazing for holding that level of acting with the adults and the horror and you know dealing you know, with that stuff that's something you know what that's something I'm curious about they shot all these scenes with the kids yeah they shot all these scenes with the adults they even shot some scenes with the kids and adults oh yeah we, the continuous scene they did I it was love great. it there was, like the kids are the, the dad walks in he sees it looks like the kids that are sitting there they're adults they're adults, but he sees them as kids. The camera loops around. Loops around, and all they of a sudden, swap. they're adults again. That was so. Because, I mean, that's how it is. Like, you know, you look at your kids, and you see, you look, no matter, it doesn't matter if you're 20 or 50, you, you look at them, you, you see still the see, ones you remember. You, you see how they like, were as little yeah. kids, you know. That's and cool. that was really, um, that's another that whole is, layer of the show that I, I, I that basically That basically means that they. The kids stood up and ran out of the room. The adults ran in and sat down where the kids were sitting. Exactly, because the camera never cuts. That's sweet, and that's classic old school film. You know, film mm-hmm. right there. It's beautiful. You know, and all. And you know what? What's crazy about it is like all that is, is you know, cameraman doing his job. The actors are switching out, running, moving into the exact positions, and being ready. My first question to that is, how the hell do they keep their heart? from going fucking nuts when they're running suicides no, back yeah, and forth yeah. in and out of the room. But then there's an audio guy that's at play here. Oh, he to go He's got to cut it off for them. Maybe they had them all on strings. <laughs> it was like, all of a sudden, like, <laughs> boop in the air. Like, pew, the other one's dropped <laughs> They raise them and lower oh, them. Oh. <laughs> just on a cycle. That'd be hilarious. Um, 
But yeah, like that, and that whole scene was incredible. It was like fifteen minutes straight without that was, a cut. They only cut that entire. It was longer than that. That whole episode, they only cut once. I think. Yeah. The entire episode. Well, because it was all in the funeral home. Uh-huh. And then even when it wasn't, they were in the house. So they built the sets conjoined, where like you could walk from the funeral home right into the house. That was crazy. Which yeah. was so sweet. Um, the set, set design was amazing. Incredible. Yeah, throughout and the whole thing. Incredible. And then there's, dude, when when uh, even when Nell is in the casket. And then it becomes little Nell. Oh, yeah. That, how do you do that? Like, how do you that pull was, that off? That you got to get Nell out of that casket and then little Nell in the casket, perfectly set up. And then you see, like, dead Nell behind him, like, wa- like standing there with this with her siblings, like, and they don't see her, but the dad definitely does. That shit was crazy. crazy. I mean, there's an area where I grew up in North Carolina. There's like, It's a castle. Okay, Asheville, North Carolina, up in the hills, it's called Seely's Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really kind of creepy. It's you're not allowed to go up to it. It's been steeped in rumors of like you know, like satanic ritual sacrifices. Of course, you know, rich, elite, and powerful people. If you look it up on the internet, um, this S E E L Y Seely Castle in Asheville. It's tucked up in the mountains. We actually, my, my wife and I honeymooned. It was that we actually passed it on the way to the, uh, the place. Right. Um, it was built in 1912. It's seen, only seen five owners since then. He lived there until his death in 1942. Um, it was just kind of weird. Like, you look at the place, it has, a, it has a whole wall in the library that's a glass wall that moves up and down. It's mm-hmm. that. Uh, Jacobean ceiling, stained glass windows, huge two-story library with a balcony in the North Tower, and it has a freaking tower. Jeez. You know, and places. It's also got a lot of secret passages, passages and stuff too. Um, it said there's a room hidden behind the library's fireplace, with soot-covered windows on the outside, but no known access. Oh my god! Um, <clears throat> the original wooden doors are removed in the '60s. Depict, depicted uh, the Twelve Canterbury Tales, so all the doors for the house, you know. That's crazy. Um, the lines on each side of the tunnel entrance are apparently from the courthouse in Atlanta while Sherman's, civil, uh, Sherman's army marched through during the Civil War. Like, yeah, on the way to Burn, Georgia. Yeah, it's located at 710 Town Mountain Road. Um, it is, and it, there are a lot of mansions around there, around there with rich and powerful people, but that's a lot like Hill House, where you mm-hmm. have like this giant, beautiful co- uh, uh, castle like house just tucked up in the hills and there's I mean, but it's lonely it's, it's lonely. very cold exactly and... exactly there's a private road leading to a private drive I should say yeah um, it has a tower you know it's like it's really, it's just got really creepy, creepy vibes it's yeah. kind of kind of creepy I mean even like you know there's no kids that ever live there I don't think good don't good that's <laughs> but you can't tour it like no one's it's not like a national landmark or anything like that like you it's a private residence do people live there I, there's people that go in and out of the place. Uh-huh. But nobody knows. I don't think anybody really knows who they are. It's really weird. So, That's I mean, creepy. I mean, there could be a whole room of skeletons sitting in chairs, and you, nobody's going to know about it. Right. Nobody's going in there. Um, <clears throat> but places like that exist. Like Hill House, places like that do exist out there. You look, you know, in Maine, like where Hill House uh-huh. is or whatever. Um, out in the hills, in the hills in the, in the Appalachians where I grew up, there's a lot of places like that where you'll be on the highway and you'll see like a, a, a mailbox. And I'm talking like, you know, a four-lane blacktop, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour. All of a sudden, you'll pass by, like, a mailbox. 
mm-hmm. and you'll see this little tiny dirt road ribbon going up into the hills, and you know way up up that road somewhere is a house, mm-hmm. maybe even a couple, but it could be a giant old like you know mansion or whatever from the eighteen hundreds, you know something like that, or it could right. be like a, a shack, but somebody lives up there. There's, there's people that live in those mountains, men in particular, that <clears throat> only come into town like once or twice a year for supplies. That's crazy. The rest of the time they're up there just going nuts. Like, you know, like, like, talking, <laughs> talking, crazy. talking to people that don't exist anymore or dead relatives, you know, you know, talking to themselves. Skinning beavers and wearing them. Oh, yeah. No, you'll see that too. Yeah, it still goes on. Crazy. I mean, it's, it's 2018, but those people do exist and houses like this do exist. So, I mean, I'm not, so I'm not suggesting that they're haunted, but growing up where I did, <clears throat> in the mountains, you know, you saw things and you heard things and you knew things. You knew there were places like that. Right. You know, I knew about Seeley House since I was a kid. Um, you can't really see it from the road easily, and you definitely can't see it from anywhere else because it's on the top of a mountain surrounded by forest. So there's, you, there's no, no way to, like, just view it, you know, unless you're right. a helicopter. Nowadays, you can use a drone, I suppose. You'll get a better view mm-hmm. of that. Even then, once you get to a certain point, like, they can actually call the cops. Like, you see all those dead people through the windows? <laughs> right. Like, I've actually seen people get sued over that, too. Like, you bring a, a drone oh, in, yeah. into someone's space, and it's like, they'll actually sue you for violating airspace. Mm-hmm. People, some dude was shooting down drones over his property for a while, yeah. and the state was like, oh, well. Right. It's he, like, it's tough just, shit. Stop, yeah. stop flying drones over his property. What are you doing? Exactly. You're going to see more and more of that, too. Yeah. Particularly with celebrities and stuff. Because there's, there's, for the paparazzi, there's no, you know, function so at all fun. about just, just violating their privacy. It's ridiculous. Imagine know? skeet shooting drones as they're just, like, coming over in droves. Just That'd like, be hilarious. Armies of drones coming through. Just oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. So that was the Honey Hill House. It's pretty cool. We could go on and on about it. It's all sorts of little There's so gems. many things to talk about with it. We'd probably be talking for like three hours if we were doing like the super deep dive. Oh, yeah. But it's fun to just watch it's it. It's very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very good. I mean, Mike and I don't say that about a lot of shit. We have different different tastes about, about a lot of things, but we can definitely agree that Hill House was... I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. I didn't either. I had Stuff that's hyped like that... It's zero expectation. I didn't even see the trailer until the day I started watching it. So it was like, you know, once I got in, it was like I'm in. I went seven episodes first day. Oh yeah, it's and hard like to that's a it. that's a full day shift of work. Like <laughs> I just I just went straight to it, and then I finished out the rest over that weekend, and it was like, you know, it was it was fulfilling getting that end. And there's so much more to learn on a rewatch yeah. that like you didn't get the first time. Like, and they want to do a second se- season, but how you do, how do you do that? Because that story, the, the story of that the Crane that family, family is ended. Right. It's it's completely. So you'd you'd closed, have to go into like, the past or into the far future. Right. Problem with going to the far future is that then you're like it's Blade Runner. And like, oh, huh. Right. <laughs> you just Hill House 2049. 2049. A bunch of skin jobs. Just living there, cleaning and getting killed. But there's a bunch of replicants. But there's no ghosts because they don't have souls. Replicant ghosts. They're just. <laughs> you got Batista as a ghost. Batista. That's this frightening thought. Oh thing. man. What else have we been doing lately? We've been, we got, what else uh, have we been doing lately? We've got uh, Red Comics. There's Vader Comics. The Vader Comics really good. Getting with, really with interesting. Moment, the, uh, Time travel. Yeah. It's getting to that point. 
where time travel is about to be like a hundred percent invader story. That's kind of weird. Yeah, he opens, he builds that uh, castle in Mustafar, builds twenty of them or something like that, and he finally lands on the one. Every time moment builds one and it fails, Vader kills him and puts his, his right. He yanks his uh, helmet the hel- off the, the helmet. Person. Is weird. It's weird. The guy's soul is stuck. Right. So every time Vader puts the helmet on somebody, the moment takes them over and then, you know, works through them. Right. Then every time they, every he time fucks he up, he kills that person, sticks them on something. And he'll, like, taunt moment, too. Like, he'll put them on a body he doesn't want to be on. Oh, yeah. Like, you suck him on one of those sand fleas. It was so gross. Lava fleas. Puts on a creature. And he was like, well, I guess this is what this I is am my life now. now. I have 25 <laughs> legs. And I shit lava. This is great, you know. What else do we see? Oh yeah, there's also there's been a bunch of BS going on lately. Um, well, we so got the Captain Marvel trailer yesterday. That was amazing. I really good. I'm really I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's not until March, but you saw a little old lady get beat up on a train. That was unfortunate. And then she came flying off the rails oh, and my. shit. That was. I was like, God, what was the nuts. world? Her flips were insane. That was great. I cannot wait. And she got her head bashed into the. <laughs> but but you know like nothing really happened. The pole just bent. She's like, dink. Right. Oh. I, mean, I like strong female lead characters. I like seeing women Wonder Woman heroes. was really good, it and was. it was a good example of what you can do with a strong female lead. Oh yeah, um, you know it doesn't really. Matter it didn't have to be are. corny. It didn't have to be all tits and you know face. It it was just. I mean, granted, she is beautiful, <laughs> but, but yeah. it didn't have to be. You know what the standard a woman in a in an action movie. She's got you know titties that are triple triple D's and they're. Cleavage is all out to here. Yeah, and it's unnecessary. That's all she's doing the whole movie is swindling guys into doing her bidding. Like, no, yeah, you don't need that. You know, women can be women can be powerful actors and then take just carry a whole movie with it without being necessarily objects. Right, you, you, know? you don't need to be. And it depends on the actor and the actress to a degree too. You know, or I should say the actor, the director and the actress, because the director has to yeah, be smart about the, the writers and the, and the actress has to be able to go you know what no I'm not doing that it's, you know it's right, that's, that's gonna fuck it up people are gonna be upset that you're going this low you like, can't do that anymore you can't have people you know named a lot of vagina right you know like <laughs> even though that is hilarious but it's, uh, it's Austin Powers right? I know but still you know you just can't but you just can't do that like no, as and I don't like it I'm glad as a father of two little girls I don't want them growing up being like oh you know I like to I want to dress up as a superhero but all I have are like really weak right you know people you know people to imitate you know it's just like right. a Wonder Woman you got more than that you got you know Game of Thrones characters I'm gonna be Khaleesi no you're right. not half, half <laughs> of the Game of Thrones characters are like shining examples of what a female lead could be and should be oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean even the even the actors and actresses or the actresses I should say mm-hmm. yeah, Bella Ramsey was. When she started her role, she stole the loud mouth that season. Really, uh, stand up for herself, kind of get. Oh, that was great. She would just tell people shut up. <laughs> that was that's awesome. Though. That's a great. Kid. You haven't even watched that series. You need. I to watched watch that. I watched that part. Though. Oh, that's true. I made you watch it, didn't I? <laughs> but I've, I mean, I've seen clips though from Carla watching it and whatever. And no, as, I, as Lana Mormont is probably my, one of my favorite characters in that series. But mm-hmm. the fact that Bella is like so little. She's this kind of a vegan actress, and she plays a powerful role. It, should, it tells a lot about what, right. what she's going to be when she get, you know like grows up. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, there's a lot of potential for these kids. I oh mean, gosh, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, big time. You know, and the male actress too, of course. You know, like, you know, it's that's pretty much a given as part of particularly if they do theater. Right. Like Patrick Stewart did. Patrick Stewart came out of theater, so he's a seasoned, well-rounded actor. Right. But he's not filming a movie. He's on. You know, the stage. You know who else does that is uh, Adam Driver. Really? Kylo Ren. He, uh, 
Yeah, when he's not doing Star Wars, when he's not doing side independent movies. He's not flexing his pecs. When he's not, he doesn't have his delicious chest out. <laughs> that's so inappropriate, delicious chest. Oh, he's right. like, yeah, he's actually doing Broadway like all the time. I think he actually just picked up a Broadway thing that he's going to do with, uh, I forget who it is, but it's someone famous like on, on a bigger level than he's on. Um, That'd be fun. But it's... It's crazy. Like, there's a lot of actors and actresses that are just like heavy into the art of acting. That's awesome and too. That's like, what they. It's what you need. You need an actor's actor. You know, Jordan. Because you know, you got the action people that yeah. you know they're just stuntmen that are, that are wannabes of stuntmen. Yeah, exactly. Can act a little bit. You like know. then there's the comedians and like they're just they're literally just comedians. Like that's that's what they do. Yeah, but, it's fun to watch and they're great. But you know, but then there's not, them, they're not well rounded. Right, you know? and then there's them actors that will literally do anything for a role because they believe in the art of it. Like and they like to act. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You like know? I mean. Big example, like Christian Bale, that dude has changed his body so many ways just to land roles. Gaining because, weight, losing gain, weight. Yeah. Like him in, in that Dick Cheney role, he's like 300 pounds and like he's got a, a triple chin. And that's not like a fake bodysuit. He actually gained the weight to look like Dick Cheney. I can't wait to see that. It's going to be amazing. And like... If you look at previous movies, he's got he's a, uh, he's a rail. He's like nothing. He's like 150 pounds and like five eight. Like he's puny. That's pretty funny. But wasn't he in Snow? Was he the one in Snowpiercer? Was that him? No, uh, that was Chris Evans. That was Chris Captain Ev- America. That's Captain America. Yeah. That popped up on the other day because it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. People are trying to say that it's a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's hilarious. It's very funny. It's actually. Funny what to are think, you like, talking about? It's amazing, and it somehow connects if you actually look at it. But it's I'm like sure. it's it's <laughs> vague. It's vague. That's so strange. But and they're actually redoing that. I heard. I heard they're redoing Snowpiercer, Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Again? Factory. It's unnecessary. Well, they're redoing a lot of things, and it's all through Netflix. Netflix is. Uh, they I think they bought the publishing company that did the books of that author, oh. and there's like four or five books that he did that are really famous. And uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory being one of them, and they're making series of all of them, or at least a movie. I forget. I don't but, like it. Um, I like the original one from the seventies. See, I still don't understand though. Why don't they just give a, a what happens when Charlie has the factory? We've yeah. we've gotten a story of him obtaining it like twice now, three times now. Well, it was a sad story though. He's, it's it's screwed up. It was in it was in the late sixties, early seventies, and Charlie unfortunately just became a massive cokehead and ran the factory into the ground. <sighs> That's tragic. I know. It's not exactly a fairy tale, but life isn't a fairy tale, Michael. No, it isn't. <laughs> well that makes sense. He, that that coca. Oh God no. <laughs> uh, what, what else finished uh, Transformers Unicron finished and lost like they kind of capped that whole universe there. did it yeah uh, they, they, Optimus Prime died again of course <clears throat> Dies again. not for long that man, not for long but, <laughs> he's always back the people that write this stuff they're just like well, even when they end the universe it's like he's still coming back but they ended it in a weird way too like with like Megatron Megatron never became Galvatron Megatron became an Autobot and then wound up spending his life in prison like he surrendered. He became peace loving and surrendered. Like that was it. Like he's like, what? You know what? <clears throat> I'm gonna help you guys. <coughs> Why? Was there actually a reason, or is it just like he felt bad? Change of heart. <laughs> what? That's such a I don't bad know. choice. I don't know what they were thinking. They had there was the whole the whole storyline's kind of convoluted, but you know. Oh, that's painful. 
I'm not precisely sure what they were I apologize about. for them. It was bad. Like, I read that, and I'm like, it's funny, but, like, why? Why would you? It, 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 I think what happened is that they um, they wrote themselves into a bit of a corner with mm-hmm. some of the characters. There was really no way to bring it back to the way it was. Right. So they so were just like, like, let's you know, rush to get this Let's just end this. Let's, let, but let's end a crazy big. So they had, like... Unicron up here and rip Cybertron in half. Oh, like sweet. literally, like rip the entire planet. Sweet. I was like, whoa, you know, that's and, awesome. There were some nice visuals, but in the end, like Unicron is the personification of this this being who was like the last of his kind. Like it's the, the the Transformers, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, went to his world and conquered it for its resources and killed everybody. Oh my god! And as revenge, <clears throat> in revenge for that. They created a virus, which was basically Unicron, and mm-hmm. it grew. It consumed other planets and grew and grew and grew until it got yeah. so large it was able to like. It just but in the, in the end, Optimus. Prime it became was, Transformers Galactus. It basically is what it was, and then then you have Optimus Prime like going into Unicron, you know, and then into this other world where this guy still exists, and like making nice to him, like I'm oh, sorry, it's okay, and they hug it out, and then, <laughs> and then Unicron dies. That's how it is. They hug it out. That's disgusting. It's 2018. That makes me want to barf. I read that. And I'm like, the art's good. Then, <laughs> That's like, it. It's then, like, like, I don't know what to say. Like, what do you say for that? The art, the art was good. But the storyline, I was just, as somebody who grew up watching Transformers, reading Transformers, it was sad to say far superior to some of the Transformers stories we've seen. You know, the art was superior to a lot of stuff I had seen, you know. Um, but as somebody who's a diehard fan, like, I was just, like, kind of taken aback. I was like, wait, so Cyclonus wound up hooking up. Like, they, they had these, they introduced the uh, Cox or Conjurer or whatever. They're like, you, <laughs> the you, they take a mate for life. Um, and, like, it was just kind of weird. Like they went back in time to kill Megatron, and all this stuff went down. And it what? turns out, like Rung, who's a psychotherapist, is actually the creator god, and he just lost his memory and stuff. But he wasn't really a god. It was really strange. Ah. It, I don't even know what where to go with it. Like you'd have to read it from the very beginning, but it's just like even at the last issue, it said you know, previously, and then it was like parentheses. Are you kidding me right now? And oh it, my it was god. so much to cover. It would take the entire comic to cover whatever. Jesus. Happened. I know Koo, and Koo's teaming up with a good balanced breakfast. Teaming up with Mr. T cereal. It's getting on the team, the team that knows how cool breakfast can be. You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown sugar. Teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. Golden sweet crispy teas. One bite and you're gonna be eaten with the team that's teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. So we've got Captain Marvel trailer drop, right. but because George Bush Sr. passed away, um, they're shutting down the stock market. Because they're shutting down the stock market, the trailer for um, not only Godzilla, but uh, Avengers 4 um, got pushed back. Yeah, what I, heard was, uh, what I heard was, you know, Marvel was supposed to have this massive week starting with uh, Captain Marvel, um, and they were going to drop... Uh, Avengers 4's trailer on Wednesday with Good Morning America and uh, Good Morning America was already primed they were going to have people show up and do you know interviews and whatnot, and it was going to be a big event 
And then George Bush just passed over the weekend, and, uh, you know, it was, it was like, I mean, it's been a few days now, and uh, now we're at a point where the government was like, you know what, it's a national day of mourning on Wednesday. The whole country's going to, you know, be uh, in support of George Bush's passing, and, you know, the when the government sets national mourning holidays like that, the government itself literally shuts down for like a day. Literally no one that's a government employee is going to be working on that day. And that even extends to the stock market. So the New York stock market is completely shut down tomorrow. That's weird. And that's when um, the trailer was supposed to drop. And because the stock market is is shut down, Disney's not going to be able to make any sudden stock growth off of an Avengers trailer, which they know they'd get a tremendous bump just from having that trailer drop. Yeah. So they're gonna they're doing the smart business thing, which I get, and they're they're pushing it back. Um, but they just confirmed it; it's Friday now, so two extra days until we we're supposed to get it, which is long enough. I'm, I'm upset. Forever. But I think tomorrow we're supposed to get the Avengers Prelude comic still. Um, That's weird. Which is odd. I wonder if they're going to last minute omit the name of it from the comic. It's just going to say Avengers Prelude. But the thing is, like, they don't take... Comics aren't treated as serious as they used to be. So they might just not care. Well, these ones... They they at least tie in. Like, these are the only comics that tie in with the movies. And they only drop, like, one or two per movie. But it's the only thing to go on. And I'm assuming with what the track record is for the previous ones that this one's just going to be, you know, the events of Infinity War put into a comic to show the lead into yeah, Avengers 4. that makes sense. Because that's what they did with the previous ones. You know, like Ant-Man and the Wasp, it was literally the first comic was just Ant-Man and Civil War, like parts of the Scott Lang's story. Yeah. Like their synopsis turned into a comic leading into Ant-Man and the Wasp. Blah. And which was... Eh. I, I wish there was more di- like deep divey stuff yeah, yeah. in them so we could get a better explanation. What did Cat have for breakfast the day of Civil War? Honestly, like I want to know was it was it waffles? Was it cereal? Like what the fuck is he eating? He's got to do something for the body. Like he had an oat milk latte. Right, but <laughs> but uh, oh, and Thursday we're getting uh, there's an Avengers game being developed by uh, Square Enix, the same people that do Kingdom Hearts. Uh, a plethora of other games that I've you played in my plethora. lifetime. Yeah. I don't um, know you anymore. But <laughs> they're uh yeah, they're they're making an Avengers game and a trailer's supposed to drop Thursday. Uh Spider Man um Far From Home is getting a trailer on Saturday. That's so, the the kind of cartoon? No, that's uh Tom Holland, his sequel. So we're getting Avengers trailer on Friday and then immediately followed up the next day with the Spider-Man trailer. That's... Because those movies are supposed to come out really close to each other. I forgot that movie was coming out. Yeah. Well, they they wrapped filming on it, I think, not that long ago. Mysterio's going to be one of the main villains of it. Tom Tom Holland, why can't you be more like Mark Ruffalo and just spoil stuff? Just ruin the whole thing. I miss the old Tom Holland that would tell everybody everything. I know. I want to know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mark Buffalo, because he he gets his shirt off. He's all Buffalo. Mark Buffalo. He's got big old horns. He's a Buffalo. He's a Buffalo. He's strong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, it's an exciting week for Marvel. 
And Godzilla, they pushed back the trailer, be, not only because of George Bush, but because they knew Marvel was going to have a tremendous week in just oh, yeah. stealing all the spotlight. So they're like, ah, we'll wait for the next week. <laughs> we'll wait till Aquaman's about to come out. And then they need we'll- to do that with freaking. I mean, as much as you know, I have to say, like, I'm looking forward to uh, Captain Marvel, but mm-hmm. Captain Marvel comes out, and then a month later. Is Avengers Four? Avengers Four. They need to freaking push Captain or bring Captain Marvel back a month. Give her a good two month run before they introduce that. Yeah, because you're like it's gonna be halfway through her theater run when Avengers comes out. That's gonna tank the the run. Oh yeah, completely. No, I mean they 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 better bank on the first two weeks being tremendous. Mm -hmm. That way, it doesn't matter what the extended run is because like if they don't pull out at least. 600k I don't see them going crazy all into Captain Marvel cause that's I mean Ant-Man and the Wasp was like considered a Marvel flop I mean it's not a flop for other companies to do it yeah but it was a flop for Marvel standards Marvel things are not always gonna be like billion dollar movies I mean it's funny cause they did like three billion dollar movies in a row this this past year and then and then Ant-Man and the Wasp came out and only did 670 and it was like you know, everybody was like, huh? Yeah, Like, right. they're capable of not doing a billion? What happened? But $670 million and is more than still the gross... incredible. It's more than, than the gross domestic product of a lot of the countries in the world. And, right. You know, I mean, you think Chile makes more than, you know... How? No. $600 million a year? No. They're lucky if they hit a, a couple hundred. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy to see... Marvel just grow over time and I hope they don't fuck around and like almost forcefully tank Captain Marvel because I mean like even it's it's Disney and Disney manages a lot of that stuff because they have scheduling that they do of like we need this movie to come out this day we need this movie to come out this day which becomes a problem like how it did this year when you had uh, Deadpool 2 came out which is Fox it's not it's not Disney but you had that come out in the same month as Avengers, um, which came out shortly after Black Panther, um, and then you had Solo at the end of that. Like Solo is Solo's Disney, but it's like you know that's a that's a spinoff Star Wars movie, and you know I I loved it. I thought it was fun. I didn't think it was the best it could have possibly been, but that was because of a rocky development. Uh, you know, process for months and months of dumb writers uh, and directors that were passed along. But, you know, you end up with this this final product that actually did well, but because the fandom was just so divided from Last Jedi, it was like, you know, half the people didn't even want to see it because they're just over Disney. And then the rest of the people, it was like they had to choose with their wallets because they just spent all this money to see Avengers... And Deadpool in theaters. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, going to the theaters nowadays isn't a cheap ordeal. Oh, no. You know, especially to see it week one, like, and if you're going to go see it in IMAX, like, I saw Infinity War IMAX. That shit was expensive as hell. Um, I, I think I even saw Solo in IMAX. Or, no, I saw Deadpool in IMAX. That was a mistake because there was nothing special about it. Um, I can't watch IMAX with my glasses. It messes me up. I sit far the, back. The 3D stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, didn't, I couldn't do 3D. 3D will fuck me up. Um, but regular IMAX, like just the basic level IMAX with the big-ass screen, man, Infinity War was an experience. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I saw Deadpool, and that was a mistake to see in IMAX because there was nothing expanded about it. It was just like a widescreen. It wasn't crazy oh. or anything. Uh, I saw Solo on a small screen, and it was beautiful. But yeah, it's just like I feel like they purposely tanked Solo with the timing of that, where like they knew people weren't gonna have money to go see it anyway, so they kind of forced that that spot where it was gonna fail. And then shortly after that, you had Ant-Man and the Wasp. So it was like, you know, all these movies lined up where people don't got the money to go see it. You know, Infinity Wars, the two-point-something billion maker, and all the rest of these ones are squandered. And I feel like that's what they're doing to Captain Marvel. Even though they're releasing it first, it's within a month, almost, of Avengers 4. And Avengers 4, I think, has the total ability to surpass Infinity War. And possibly every movie ever. Because Infinity War hit top three all-time box office. Or something like that. It was like top... It was either top three or top four. Because I know Avatar, Titanic, and Star Wars Force Awakens were the top three for super long. And... I don't know if that was the exact order. I think Avatar is by far the highest, though. It was like three billion almost. It was oh, two point eight. But um, a bunch of mutant blue Smurf people in space. It's fighting. overrated. I liked it, but it was overrated. Oh, way overrated. Super overrated. He's been working on the the second ver- film or the third film or whatever. He's doing like three movies out of nowhere. So like what the stupid. hell? Stupid. You waited too long, bro. You blew your nut. Oh no, it's done. There's there's nobody's gonna watch that. It's over. Nobody's. We're in the age now of... China loves it, though. That's the problem. Well, yeah. But we're in the age of superheroes and stuff like that. Now, if he did, like, a uh, a new take on the Ghost Rider series, or that perhaps... That would be incredible. And Ghost Rider's riding Titanic. Like, oh, that's, but he's... That's his transport. Wait, no, this is James Cameron, right? Yeah. He's a little bitch. He hates hero movies. Yeah, he's stupid. He doesn't understand. He was like, no, they're they're just a... They're oversaturation on the market. They're trash. They're just fillers and... No one really likes them. They just go there because it's popular. Says the man who makes films like it's it's really he literally makes the Smurfs as an as adult like he's gonna make but he's gonna make four of them right but but it's hypocritical for yeah right like how how are you gonna say it's oversaturation but you're about to make four movies for this series that's not even like anything special really like the only reason it was cool back then was because of the technology they were using for CG. Oh yeah, no that was like the face nowadays capture. Nowadays it's just like nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Like that was it. I mean, as a, as somebody who loves sci-fi and fantasy work, and I watch a lot of funky fun stuff, the idea of even of even rewatching Avatar is sickening to me. Like <laughs> just because you you really it has it has good elements, but it falls so flat, especially when you get down to the nitty gritty of like you know the, what things are named in this world, like. The fucking the material they're hunting for as humans is called unobtainium. That's so ridiculous. That is the worst writing I have ever heard of. Ever. Whoever wrote that is the laziest sack of shit. No, that's pretty bad. But like, yeah. you know, every like other moment in that movie, you gotta like, if you break it down, it's just not anywhere near worth two point eight billion dollars. China just loved the shit out of it because of all the graphics and the shiny shit. They were like drawn to it, but 
you know, America thought it was okay. Like, we did, like, 500 million. But, yeah, it's just one of them things. I think Avengers 4 has the ability to topple all of it, though. If Infinity War was as good as it was and could get up to the top four... Or top three, whatever it is, I forget. I haven't looked in a long time. I think Avengers 4 definitely has that ability to pass it because of just the hype alone. Like, oh, people yeah. have been waiting a year to find out what, ha- what happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am a much bigger fan of substance over sh- big, something being shiny and, and fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather watch a smaller film. A small film that I see recently that came out. Which I apparently was not supposed to see because it wasn't out theaters or anything. I like. I was like, oh, this film was pretty cool. It's Two for Joy. Two for Joy is this film by Tom Beard. Uh-huh. It's his British uh, drama. It's, like, it's got some really sweet moments to it. It's a very dramatic film. And I happened to be like, re-flipping through um, at a friend's house on what I thought was Netflix. And I was like, that's Two for Joy. So I put it on and I watched it. And it was, it was not supposed right. to be. Like, I was not supposed right. to see it apparently. I was like... Uh-oh. Because it's not even... Like, it's a limited release in, in uh-huh. the UK. Like, extremely limited release. Right. Like, they, they had the thing in Nottingham the other day, and it was, like, a one-night thing. And, like, that was crazy. it. You can't watch it anywhere. I was like... Oh. But, like, an idiot. I was like... It was like I posted on uh, Twitter. I was like, hey, I like this film. I, I like this it. It's cool. And He's I, like, how the f- <laughs> It was... Yeah. Well, he didn't say anything. Bella Bella Ramsey, one of the actress from, uh, actresses from uh, Game of Thrones, I have it because she's in a movie. I tweeted, I was like, hey... You were awesome in that. That's cool. Uh-huh. She was like, "Great, hey, how'd you see it?" And I was like, "Oh, I saw it on Netflix." And I, I thought about it after I looked it up. After I was like, "Oh, that's not." Wait a minute, that's that not, was a Netflix. That is what? not. Oops. You know, I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." You that's know, funny. but it was. It's a very good movie. And it's got like you know, it's it was shot on a limited budget, but it's got a hundred on, on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Hundred percent. That's crazy. It's 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 got uh, well, Bella Ramsey in it from Game of Thrones and. Uh-huh. Um, Worst Witch and all this stuff. Um, she's amazing. And uh, Billy Piper is in it from Doctor Who. Okay. Um, uh, Amelia Jones, Samantha Morton, and this little kid named Badger Skeleton. I like that name, what a name. Badger Skeleton. That's, That's it's wonderful. Awesome. I love that kid just for the name alone. That's so cool. Um, but apparently, like Tom Beard had done like photography and stuff before. Like, oh. He hasn't really done a whole lot of movie movies, and it's kind of cool. That's so neat. like the, the movie itself, I mean it was dramatic as it could be at certain points. You watch it, and you're like, oh. <clears throat> but I mean, it's all about like a father dying, and the, oh, the family's geez. not very well off. They're kind of the, the what in the U.S. would be considered middle um, lower. lower middle class. Yeah, and the dad dies, the mom gets, falls into a deep depression, oh. and so you have a young girl trying to hold the family together and her little brother who's just like I'm just going to do whatever I want to do woo you know so he's not going to school so they get in a camper or they, they go to their dad is a, like a camper or whatever on the seaside area uh-huh. so they go there to stay there kind of get a, like a little break from the monotony of everything that's going on they kind of shake it up a bit and that's where they encounter Billy Piper who plays like a character and then Bella Ramsey plays her daughter and, the, and Bella's just crazy you know it's funny because you watch these 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 actors and actresses and you see them in certain roles and then you see them in other movies especially when they're kids uh-huh. you don't real it's, it's difficult necessarily sometimes to not picture them as you know the, the previous role they were in because with adult actors they can change so much with kids I don't know to me it's as, as being a dad too I guess you look at it you're just like like the little kids from uh, The Haunting of Hill House like uh-huh. if you see them in another movie you're like that's the little girl getting terrified you know like <laughs> it's difficult for me to separate because I see a kid as a kid you know but um, I'm not making any sense. It's late. You know, like little movies like that, I love that. I love smaller movies that have more meaning. I'd rather right. watch like a, something a like that. A bit more um, 
down to earth. Then watch like Avatar two. But then at the same point though, you've got Avengers, which, see, which even though it's a huge movie, it's, it's a really lot of deep, right? It's and a, really fun because it's the intertwining of all these stories. Mm-hmm. You know, if you didn't have the twenty movies before it to <laughs> yeah, yeah. to tell you this story, Avengers Infinity War would kind of be like, oh what. What's happening? Yeah, why? Why is people? any of this happening? I mean, if you're if you're a reader of Infinity Gauntlet, you already know what's going on. Yeah. But like, if you weren't a comic reader, if you weren't into, if you weren't privy, you know, it's it's a lot of it's a light show. It's a it's it a it's a big old like oh like shiny you, thing. You might as well watch a Michael Bay Transformers movie. Seriously, Just explosions, but and, even more explosions. Like, oh yeah, no, that's know, true. Colossal planet throwing and shit like that's kind of crazy. It's insane. He did, but he did use the Infinity Gauntlet to break up a planet and throw it at Iron Man, which is like. You know, that's totally just a, you know, a visual holy shit moment. That's yeah. all that is. It was beautiful. But it when it, you know, when you couple that with the fact <clears throat> that he got that power stone, you know, he got that space stone, and then you go back just to like, you know, the first time we saw those was Guardians and fucking what Thor or Avengers. I think the first time we saw it was actually no, Cap Cap was the first time we saw a, te- yes. a, a Tesseract. Yeah, it was a Tesseract, yeah. Yeah. And he got buried with him, too. Uh-huh. They went down to Howard, Howard, Stark, Howard Stark found it, but he didn't find Cap. Right. Remember? Right. Yeah. yeah, he found it first, and then they found him later. Like, they found Cap, like, some 30, 40 years later. Yeah. And then uh, they yep. didn't take him out of the, the coma he was in until Avengers, basically. Like, a week before Avengers. I think they found him in the nineteen, in like two thousand or whatever, right before the movie. Though they, I mean, they, he wasn't like on ice, just floating around a lab. Right, right. Well, they they didn't expect him to revive. I think he revived on his own or something. I don't know. I forget, I forget that movie. It's been so long. Well, since Peggy was movie. around for the finding of him, wasn't she? No, she. I mean, she was alive, but she. Well, yeah, but she was she, in dementia. And was crazy. Oh yeah. She was like, God, I would be heartbroken if they gave an explanation for that that was like some villain did it to her, like, you know. Well, stuff like it happens. I think, I think writers do stuff like that, and then somebody else comes along and goes, no, you can't do that. No, that's terrible. In Star Trek Generations, you've got <clears throat> Captain Picard's uh, brother and nephew who, who were introduced in like season seven or six, and uh, maybe even five as well. And they burn to death in a fire. Ugh. And that's like, it haunts him, you know. But it's just like, it's the 24th century. That doesn't really happen anymore. Right. So who killed his family? What writer was like, I'm going to have Damon. So someone know. just decided to be an asshole on the writing team. Yeah, but like, I'm going to give him something that really upsets him. Let's kill off his, his only brother and only nephew, who he loved as a son. I and then somebody else it. came in and said, you know what? You can't do that. No, uh-huh. We're going to modify it. We're going to change it. So they burned to death in a fire. Like, no, it's not better. It's not better. It's terrible. Uh, How do you even have a house fire in, the, in that late of, in our oh, time? You will get nerds that will go on and on about like it's rather like traditional stuff. They didn't even have a replicator. It'll go. It'll oh my me. god! You don't want to go there because there's a billion explanations. That's pain. It's my life. You go to you go to you go to the cons and you see meet people sometimes. And meet, Huddled they, up, ready dude, to attack. Dude, they get you. into it. It's it's oh, crazy. Man. You'll see people having like fake lightsaber battles, and then they're also <laughs> then they're, like the next corner you get people having verbal battles over verbal battles. or like who is better, you know, this person or that person. Or, That's ridiculous. This movie, this meant this. 
I'm waiting for the Game of Thrones people to start really like doing the circuit, you know? Like Jason yeah. Jason's over. He hasn't been Khal Drogo for a long time. He's Aquaman now, so he's moved on a little bit. Right. But I mean I'm sure he still <clears throat> takes questions, but it's like, you know, he's mostly getting Aquaman talk. The last time I saw Jason Momoa was like four years ago at Khan. Uh-huh. And he was standing around the fire pit and I was talking to him and like even then it was like it was the after party and even then like Subject didn't get broached at all about his career. I was just talking about the food and the drinks. I was like, it's good whiskey. It's good. But, you know, like, <laughs> even that, people are just peppering him with questions, you mm-hmm. know. And he was surrounded by girls, and he's just like, I'm married, let me alone, you know. He's a very nice, honorable guy, you know. Yeah, he's a very uh, chill dude. Yeah. And you got other people, a guy who plays, like, the guy who plays Jesus on Walking Dead, or Dead. Oh, Spoiler! Dead. Um, and, like, yeah, that kid's hyper, you know. Yeah, I'm sure he is. He's a short little dude. He sings, though. He sings pretty good. Is he um, gay real life? I don't know. Because I know they made him gay um, in The Walking Dead. They did? No, oh, interesting. I, I know I, he shoved my pregnant wife out of the way so he could get to the karaoke stage. Oh, my God. Bad. That's ridiculous. Bad. Bad, Paul. So maybe he is gay. <clears throat> hey, my nuts got here. Get out of the way, cow. Hey! <laughs> it's either he's gay or he really wife. loves karaoke. That's bad. It was the same year that the uh, Amy Jo Johnson, the Pink Power Ranger, was... Uh, was there and she was like stomping on the table and singing a lot. It was like oh it was. It gets out of control. If you go to Motor City Comic Con and you go to that after party on Saturday, it's generally accepted that something really funky is going to happen in that bar. You know, you're going to see celebrities get. You know, people are gonna be making passes at them. You just see. That's funny. I remember the judge, the judge gun. What the heck is his name? Uh, the the what now? The little brother, not not uh, the director. Um, Sean? Sean, yeah. I so, said, like, Sean just walked into the bar. We were, <laughs> I was having drinks, I turned around, I was like, oh, excuse me, he goes, that's all right, man. But that's what happens at those cons, like, the, the celebrities just kind of just wander in and out of the, the bar, and it's kind of like karaoke right. going on, it's fire pits, it's nice. Sure. But you've also got, like, the basement dwellers that freak, that are just freaky and weird. And, right, weirdos. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. When the kids from It were there and stuff, you know, they were not going to the after party on Saturday. Right. Like, if their parents were smart, they kept those kids locked up away from that place. Oh, God, Val Kilmer was there, and he was a uh, rat. We saw him, you, you and your dad and me. We were yes. hanging out with our buddy Joe Fu, who's a wrestler. He works yes. for the WWF. It's not WWF, no, it's WWE, WWE. whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever. And uh, we were hanging out. We were going to say hi to Lita. Val. <clears throat> we see Val Kilmer. He was a rat. That man has a very, very high opinion of himself. But he's also apparently a very nice person. I think he learned from his mistakes. A little bit. He learned a little bit about humility because he's. I hope so. At least a little bit, anyway. You know, I know I heard good things and bad things about him, but the good things outweigh the bad. I mean, the thing is, like right. these actors and actresses, they are people. I mean, when they're kids, you know, you can kind of like you pretty much like you know talk to the parents and you get an idea of the way the kid is. Right. But when they're adults, they pretty much have themselves to blame for acting up or being strange. You know. Was he a child actor? I don't know. I think so. I know he was. In, I know he was like a teenage he was, actor. He real genius, true genius, real genius. Like he was that. like twenty. Yeah, he was young time. when he started <clears throat> acting, for sure. I don't know. It's Val Kilmer. I mean, he's there are directors in Hollywood that refuse to work with him anymore. That should tell you enough. And you know, in that in this day and age, that does not happen very often. Yeah, it's very it's pretty rare unless you're you just know. an asshole. Like, well, there's been a dramatic shift, I think, in what people can get away with nowadays. You know. Well, it's just like Ed Norton. He just mm-hmm. disappeared. Mm-hmm. And he'll pop up like once every like 10,000 movies to show up for like a cameo yeah. or something. 
Um, like the last movie I saw that he was a part of was Sausage Party, the animated hot dog oh, movie God. by Seth Rogen. Oh God, Seth! It's a funny movie, really, really off the wall, raunchy. Yeah, like uh, Felix the Fritz the Cat of the, the 2000s, basically. Is what it right, was. and uh, what's his name? Ed Norton plays a um, a bagel, and like it's just so incredibly raunchy. Weird. Yeah, and he's like. He's like Jewish or something. Like it's it's really weird, but uh, that's racist. But oh yeah, no, and it's but it's on purpose. That's the whole joke of it. Yeah. Um, but you go through like movies he's done since before. Then it was like you know a huge gap of nothing, and you you dig through all these movies he's done. And you start finding out in all these interviews and whatever. Like people just didn't like him. He tried to take over every set he was on like he was Mr. Boss Man. Yeah. And he tried to take over creative control when he had no right to on most of his movies. Tom Cruise does stuff like that. See, Tom Cruise. that's where the difference falls, though, because Tom Cruise has, is so well-established over, like, decades and decades of, of acting. Yeah. And, I mean, he's basically like an action figure turned into a... a how much of that though is because he's a good actor, and how much of that is because he's a pretty boy that people loved? Dude, he's, I watched the behind the scenes for that most recent uh, uh, Mission Impossible movie he did with yeah. uh, Superman in, yeah. in it, and he's doing everything in that movie. Like he really was like climbing helicopter uh, ropes and like shit while they were taking off. He was really piloting a helicopter on his own. No, nobody in there with him to tell him like, "Hey, this is what you do." Like, he, he really was doing all Have of his own read, stunts. You ever read what happened with? Uh, yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't. They weren't on their honeymoon. They weren't alone. They had somebody with them to yeah. make sure. Like that's well, because he's always got his team with him because he's a damn Scientologist and they're weird like that. Yeah, but he was, there was always somebody with them in the room. They were mm-hmm. never alone. I'm telling you, Scientologists are freaking weird, man. My dad almost got... My dad was probably like 10 minutes away from being sucked into that life. He was like, dude, I was living in L.A. And, you know, I saw it and I was just like, you know, I was just curious. I mean, I was mid-20s and I was like, eh, fuck it. I'll just see what's up. Like, I'm not trying to, like, enlist or anything or try to be seriously into it. I just want to hear what they got to say. Oh, you're a famous rapper? And he was... can use your power. He was like, dude, like, they had me in a room. They had a a book in front of me and they had a paper. And all I had to do was sign it and I'd be, like, in their whole fucking cult. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. He was like, he was like, I sat in there and I started realizing, like, these walls are closing in around me. Like, this is creepy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he fucking left and was like, never again. I'm not even thinking about it. Like, these people are nuts. Yeah. And then he was like, God, like, now it makes sense why certain people are a certain way. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you watch it. I mean, it's one thing to be religious. That's fine. But they it's, take it to a they, different their, level. Their belief system is a lot different than a standard religion. It's more about accruing power, keeping secrets, and making mm-hmm. money. Which is crazy. But, I mean, if, if you're that kind of person... I mean, I get it, I guess. Whatever but makes you happy. I, but I can't do it. No, <laughs> you no, know what I mean? It's not me. <laughs> but, it's not me. Yeah. I mean, he's he's impressive in what in his craft because he is really faithful to the whole, if I'm going to do an action movie, I'm going to make the action. I don't need a dude that looks like me coming out every five seconds to do it. Like, I'm going to be the one to climb that helicopter. I'm going to be the one even if it, And even if it does happen, no one will know. Right. 
I'm going to be the one skydiving. He'll, he'll be eliminated after the movie. Oh, my God. They film he's it. Gonna, he's going to get sniped. <laughs> the stunt actor does a stunt. He's like, hey, good job. Eliminated. He's in the ocean. Chained oh, my up. God. Oh, sorry. Jesus. Congratulations. They, they, they used that, that for the next movie and oh, act yeah. like it was all fake. Like <laughs> That was Tom Cruise. Where, that. Where's that oh, guy at the it? premiere? Oh, he couldn't make it. He's sick. You're the one row camera guy. Hey, what happened to that stuntman that did your job? Poof! <laughs> <laughs> dead. Jesus dead. Christ. The is like, hey, I brought a donut for that stunt guy that did your stunt yesterday. Poof! Oh my god. <laughs> there's, there's just no reason. Like, if you even talk to him, there's just fucking bullets flying. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, man. Speaking of bullets flying, that's definitely what we're going to talk about next time with Red Dead Red Redemption. Dead Redemption. That's the next one. <laughs> It's going to take a long time to talk about that. That game is amazing. I think, honestly, total hourage it took me to beat it might be around the 70-hour mark, which is tremendous. That's incredible. I don't think I've ever played a game that's taken me that long to beat the main story. That's less time than it took me to read the Goblet of Fire. That's crazy. <laughs> I read books fast. That's that's not. It's that's a big book. That's, that's like a four. That's pages. a Bible. That's a four hundred page book. That's a Bible. I can read the Bible in one hundred sixty hours. I read the Bible cover to cover. I mean, that's weird. I'm all about fantasy. Um, I'm all about fantasy. <laughs> I'm gonna burn. That's okay. All right, you guys. Next week, hopefully, we'll talk about some Red Dead Redemption. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do another episode. We're gonna. We're gonna have pump, to, we're gonna pump out a lot of shit. We have we to. have to because we're Mike and I are off for three weeks in the middle of December. Like we might have one time to record in that period, but we'd like to get down to the studio and record again. That'd be nice. Uh, Podcast Detroit. If you uh, go to their website, you'll see we're on there. We're part of Podcast Detroit. Sometimes we get to use their studio, which is we're actually home at the uh-huh. same time. Um, I enjoy that. For the sound, if you listen to our episode that we did at the Detroit Shipping Company, which would be episode 20, mm-hmm. the um, <clears throat> the sounds were very nice. We usually record... Yeah, the quality is much higher. Using a, uh, a mic that you can carry with you. It's a big mic, and it's got two receivers, but it's... Yeah, a bit more portable, not so much a stationary high quality. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, it's still very good quality for what it is, but it's portable. It's not like something that's anchored. It's going to sound like top-notch. Oh, yeah. At that studio, whew, that quality jump is there. Pretty crazy. You can find us on uh, Twitter at at DFAMPodcast. You can find us on Instagram at DFAMPodcast. It's D-F-A-M-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. We do have a Don't Feed After Midnight at ProtonMail.com website. Mm -hmm. We actually do have a couple emails that I'll read next time. We have uh, two emails. One of them was partially uh, from a gentleman from, I think it's Turkey. Maybe uh-huh. Turkey or someplace. I'm not really sure. He's in, he lives in England now. He's from a foreign country. Okay. Uh, but I found that interesting. We have listeners now in over 20 countries, which is kind of fun. So if you're in another country, that's awesome. All right. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry if you don't understand half of what we say because I slur my words and Mike is just Mike. No, Mike, Mike actually <laughs> speaks well. I'm just trying to throw some shade I speak in. well. I'm just like absolutely <clears throat> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing shade at him because I, I, speak, I speak bad. I speak bad. Language no good. Language no good. Hurts hurts my earballs. Hurt. hurt. Earballs hurt. Eyeballs, no earballs. All right, you guys. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace. Mister? That's some kind of animal you got there.
Hey, thanks. I was talking to the horse. Excuse me? 